introduce ourselves. You just going by Greg? Yeah. Just go what are you going by? Danny. Big Dick Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just, I mean, I, Garth Brooks. We're gonna... <laughs> just basic two fucking dudes chilling. Dude, we want to talk, we talk about life. Yeah. And, and, and when, and it's, it's an excuse to get together, right? Because whenever me and you are trying to talk, there's yeah, yeah. Kids, six kids wives, running around. Yeah. Wives, everything's going on. So it's always just like, Hold on, man. I'll be I'll be right back. Yeah. So it's you know. Talk about this at midnight. Yeah, this gives us a chance to. Well, cheers. Gives us a chance to fucking talk about shit. We met not too long ago. We became fast friends. We got fast, a lot in common. Yeah. Really quick. Fucking, this is my boy. This is my homie. Uh, yeah, we just you know we were, we're fathers. We 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 love to tell stories. We talk about life. Um, and and, that, and that's really it. We're, we're we're here to have fun, entertain, and. Just fucking talk about life, man. Stories growing up, how fucked up everything is now, and just you know, you just need that time to talk. You know, sometimes. basically like record everything that the normal people our age, you know, have been through, dealt with. Bring up old school stories, history, how we got here, and just chop it up like the regular blue collar fucking scumbags that uh, we are, <laughs> and that everybody else is that could. Most people can relate, I'm yeah. sure, right? Yeah, majority of people, for sure. We're, we're kind of in an area right now where we seem to be a little bit, you know, outcast. The janitors of the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but now, so, where are you from, man? Uh, Westchester, New York. It's a long way from here, but uh, I lived in Westchester, grew up there, born and raised, regular upbringing, you know, just two parents, work, whatever. And uh, had a good upbringing, school, you know, good friends, good times. Uh, moved down to Florida when I was like 21. Fucking had a great time. Moved back after like seven years. Been trying to get back down here ever since. Got back down here with my wife and four kids now. Met my boy Danny, like he said. Hit it off immediately. And now just kicking it in the fucking garage with Bob Marley watching and uh, in the spot. talking it up. Yeah, man. And that's um, it. I'm from South Oceanside, um, California, San Diego. You know Smurf, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, you might have seen it in, if you watch the show Animal Kingdom, it was filmed in my hometown, or that show Killer Sally. I'm sure we'll get into it on Netflix. Yeah, so I was originally from Oceanside, California. Uh, moved around a lot, just, you know, had hardworking parents and, you know, good upbringing. And, you know, I lived between California, Nevada, and uh, I moved to Tampa when I was 14. And, man, that that was a culture shock for me, moving to Tampa yeah, from the West Coast. Yeah, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. Because yeah. we, we moved the summer before my freshman year. And basically what we did was we were like, um, we knew we had to get out of the little town that we were living in because I, I lived in the country for like seven years um, in, in Nevada in a little place called like Minden or Gardnerville and it's right by Lake Tahoe or, or just south of Reno and uh, yeah it was, just, it was just a small town a lot of stuff was going on my parents kind of wanted a better opportunity for work better opportunity for us kids when it comes to our sports and stuff uh-huh. and the Super Bowl was being held in uh, Tampa okay and when was that? what year was that? it was that? like 2000 Shit. Two, or actually, it might have been 2001. But I was just like, 
I, I told my pops, I was like, yo, we should move to Tampa because, you know, all the shots were like Clearwater Beach, like yeah, white like sandy dope, beaches. Yeah, like and postcard I'm, shit. Oh, yeah, I'm picturing just chicks in bikinis all year round. Uh-huh. And we're like, all right, let's go. And then uh, my dad surprised me when, like, a couple months later, he surprised me just like, yo, we're moving to Tampa. That's I was like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. That's cool. He's like, yo, they got a good school down there. They got some job opportunities for me. Um, you know, it, it should be good. I was like, all right, bet. And so we uh, we drove across the country in my dad's van, and we hit up a bunch of baseball stadiums on the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah we started coming down US-19, and we were kind of like Newport Ritchie area, and my dad was like, we're almost here, guys. And like, Newport Ritchie is on a, you ever seen Live PD? Oh, no. uh, on A&E, it's like, it's like the new the new <clears throat> version of Cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, with they all body cam footage and yep. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so a lot of the filming was done in, like, Pasco County. And, uh, and so we're driving through Pasco, and my dad's like, we're almost here, kids. And we're looking out the window, we're like, please tell me this what? ain't home. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Mr. You bring Bell, the vest, Pops, you bring the vest. <laughs> uh, we ended up going to, like, a, you know, kind of like... Uh, higher income kind of public school on the west coast it's like a lot of extreme sports and shit so it's like surfers snowboarders yeah yeah uh dirt bikes stuff yeah. like that people wore like you know that kind of gear like quicksilver hurley yeah, yeah, shit like yeah. that when when i moved to um in my high school's in tarpon springs it was abercrombie and american eagle everybody yeah yeah and i the only people i had seen wearing that shit was gay people yeah yeah so and, you're like, where the fuck did you just move me to? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I sat by my tire for this, uh, this fucking situation. Yeah, it was like me and one other person, uh, that, that I kind of made friends with, who was also from a different place. We just kind of ate lunch by ourselves for a couple months until we got kind of acclimated. Like, everybody was cool, man. Looking at everybody, be like, damn, I feel a little out of place. Over <laughs> yeah, there. dude, I was like, yo, what is going on? Yeah, and I, I remember a couple couple months into the school year 9-11 happened yeah and uh i have a brother that works for and was uh you know the the world trade center was like his subway station and his stop and um he watched the first plane hit once right when he got to his office and shortly after that you know the snowbirds came down so the the rent went up right. we were supposed to go to one high school but it turns out we couldn't afford to, to get a place in that in that district. Yeah, right, right. So we moved to a different one. And then we lived there for a couple months and then they raised the rent. And so, you know, we moved to a, a new spot and I remember I was sitting in class and uh, one of my boys was like, yo, there was a fucking murder in the village. <laughs> I was like, for real? And he was like, he was like, yeah, dude, the village is fucking, it's wild. I was like, oh shit, I'm, I gotta move. I'm, I'm moving to uh, Spinnaker Bay. He's like, that's the fucking village. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Great, so I'm moving into the war zone. Yeah, so uh, you go home, like, Dad, I thought we were going to a fucking better place. You know, working class people, nice place. Now we're going to fucking murder village. Oh, uh, dude, it wasn't bad. It, it was cool, man. It used to be. I think it used to be projects, but then it it wasn't anymore. But you know, it, it was it was it was cool, man. I, I had a good time growing. You learn, up. you learn that way, right? Oh hell yeah! Imagine like. Growing up in the falls or whatever. Oh, yeah. The spoon up your ass. You don't know anything. It's like, that's how you learn. That's how you become the person you are, character, and yeah, all that. Yeah, growing up, we were always, like, we were always in apartments. And, and, and just like anybody would tell you, like, we didn't we didn't have stupid money. We also we also didn't miss any meals. You know, we right. were... Same, same. So, so we, were, we were 
you know, we're good. Um, but you don't know what you don't know what else really exists when you're a kid. Right. As a kid, you're just like, yo. You got, like the blinders on. Yeah, you're like, yo, this everything. is how everybody else is. This Your is parents are superheroes. Everything's great. Yeah. We trust everybody. It's you, And then you start to get older and realize, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You start no. to get older and it's like, I, what age do you think? I don't know. I feel like I was maybe even at 20, you're still kind of like blinders on, just living in the moment. I feel like when you hit like 25 or if you get like a... Once you really get, like, kids or a wife, whatever, and you're like, oh, fuck, now I gotta be an adult and not take these stupid chances or whatever, you start to realize, like, oh, shit, this is it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I, I think it's like when you want to, like, settle down with a chick, you know, I, I think you start kind of coming to terms with the fact, like, yo, I gotta, you know, I gotta provide and I've gotta... You know, if we want kids, we got to provide for them. And, it, you know, when when I met my wife, I was, you know, I was living in the hood. And I was walking. I didn't have a car. I was walking to work every day, a couple miles. And, um, yeah, dude, I was just kind of like, now I look back, I was kind of, I was probably kind of like an alcoholic and a fucking meathead. <laughs> as, 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 we, as we sit here, we're all fucked up the whole time. Uh, but, um... <laughs> but yeah, man. I remember I didn't have a car. Like you know, I used to get shut down all the time because like, I didn't have a car. And uh, you know, when, when I first met her, I didn't tell her I didn't have a car. I was just like, it like takes you out. No, of what game. you want to do? Oh, it does. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like yo, you gotta you gotta get your shit together for a little bit if you yeah. want to find at least somebody that might be worthwhile. But, yeah, but it's almost like the Chappelle in, in um, uh, Half Baked. Remember when he, in Half Baked when he goes out on the date with the he meets the girl. When they're visiting his their boy in jail, they got arrested for killing the horse. <laughs> yeah. And then he meets the girl. She's like, oh, Mary, Jane. My, Mary Jane, yeah, visit my dad for, oh, he's trafficking weed. And Chappelle's like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, let's go on a date. Meantime, he's got like four, I, I think it starts out with like $8.25. And they're like, all right, we'll take a cab over here. And he's like, fuck, you know, $3 out of his thing. And then, oh yeah, he's counting down. He like started yeah, with yeah, like yeah, yeah. twenty four bucks, and, and he's like, then, Beep, she's like, oh, let's go ice cream. See. Let's get some ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh, let's go see such and such. He's like, all right, let's hoof it. And he's like, <laughs> she's like, hoof it. Like, can we take a ride? He's like, fuck. Then he, he pulls up to the ice cream shop, and it's like he's down to like a dollar and change, and the homeless person is out front, fucking panhandling with the cup. He's like, spare change, sir. He's like, don't mind if I do. He goes in, and takes all the fucking money. <laughs> To buy the banana split or whatever they eat. Right, so that's funny. But yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Like when you, you always feel like you have to like meet some type of like bar, right? Yeah. So like whoever you're associated with, like you always have to fit in and and whatever. And that's, I, you know what? I feel like when we were coming up, it was that high standard. Whereas kids would be like class you more and be like, oh, fuck him. Trailer dude or fuck him. His parents, both his parents work or like. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? I feel now with all the the crazy, not crazy, but like the liberal political bullshit that goes on, in, in a sense, in my opinion, in a sense of, I feel like some younger kids, especially like bullying and everything else, I feel like some younger kids have seen that online or whatever and have kind of been like, damn, that's fucked up. And you get like, 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds that like, yo, dude, don't do that. Like, don't judge that kid. Like, don't... Everybody's kind of the same, and it's a little bit more of, like, a... 
I don't feel like it's as hard as it was like when we came up. Like yeah. if you didn't meet that criteria, you were like completely, uh, you know, cast off like oh fuck him whatever. Whereas now it's like you see all these videos online where some kid that's in the same school system as all these other kids that got it, and this kid is coming in with his laces ripped and his tongue fucking out of his shoe. Next thing you know, they're buying him sneakers. Yeah. And they do a uh, yeah, clip on that. And it's kind of nice to see that there's like a little bit of... Camaraderie. Yeah, whatever, and like right. young kids that have a head on their shoulders and be hey, don't fucking outcast this kid. Yeah. And push people to fucking the break of Columbine. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, or, if, you're, but if you're that kid, I feel like there's also... If, what, if you're the you, kid... If, 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 if you're the kid that's not as well off, right? you also have it kind of thrown in your face more too with social no media. No doubt, no doubt. So it's like, yeah, it's it's almost like... Yeah, but so do all of us. Yeah, so it, it's, it's like better, but it's worse. Like it's, it probably kind of evens itself out in the long run maybe, but... Think about it, as we sit here and talk about blue-collar struggles and work and this and that, then you look at Kardashians or you drive down fucking A1A and go look at those houses. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'll never have that house. Yeah. You'll never have that house. Yeah. Barring one of us hitting fucking Powerball, we ain't gonna live there. Yeah. So I, it, it's I don't like, even know if I want that shit. I mean, you know, uh, would you take it? I, I guess we would all take it. You know, my man, in a in a fucking Miami minute, I would take it. But the difference is, I would take it. But I would. So we always talk about it, like in the in the past, right? So like the past jackpots have been stupid money. Like you say to yourself. How much money do you really need, right? So you've lived your whole life and your dad, husband, whatever. You've had a great life. You do right by your kids, right by your wife. How much money do you really need? Like, if I was to hit, just say, like the last thing was a billion, right? Yeah. If I was to hit something like that, you walk free and clear with like $400 million. $400 million? I could live for a million years and not make that fucking money. Oh, yeah. So like... Okay, you give me four hundred million. You go pick out whatever dope ass fucking house you want. I, I'm not a, you know, you don't need a hundred cars. I would get a nice SUV, a nice little Sunday fucking two seater. If I no, I would just get a badass truck. I would just get like a. I love the Rams. I would just get the, a Ram like limited, fully fucking. What well, you know, it, I don't want to say modest because it's still like probably eighty five thousand. Yeah. But when you have four hundred. It's modest. It's modest. I get that, and I would get like a little could get that car. Nah, I don't want that <laughs> bullshit. And that's what I'm saying. It's like that, that. That's expensive. Yeah, fuck all that. I would get a little Sunday car where just me and my wife could go around. And then once you have your house, you set your kids up with a a phone that they cannot touch till they're like thirty and have a head on their shoulders. You do that. You take care of your immediate family, sisters, brothers, cousins, whoever you want to take care of. Right, best friends, a millionaire, millionaire, whatever. You could bless your whole crew, whole immediate family, do all that shit, get a fucking vacation house. How much do you think that just costs you? $50 million, if, yeah, that. if that. If that. You could turn around with $350 million and be like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I'd be giving that shit away. And then you just, that's what they say. And then you just, I would, my dad always talks about like St. Jude and, and that's something that touches my heart. I like St. Jude. Not for any, I've never had... I've never had any, like, childhood cancer affect my life, and I, I hope I never do, but, like, that's a great cause, right? I mean, childhood cancer. What do you need? 20 million? Here, take it. You, you have so much fucking money. 
and then whatever the, whatever you like I always joke around fucking the high school oh what you need a new football field here's two million there you put go. my name on the put fucking put my name on that scoreboard you know what I'm saying <laughs> but like you could, you could just you could just piss it you could hold yeah. food drives you could hold there's you've already set yourself up you have everything you want on your 50 million you've set up all your people on your 50 million you've donated and now you're just sitting there with all that money yeah. Like I said, you could live for a million years and, and never go broke. So, you give it away. Help people. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I could easily fucking do that. Hell yeah, and dude, when I was uh, when I was playing college baseball, we visited a children's hospital, and we were like giving the kids. It's, it's you know insane. we were giving the kids stuff, and bro, I fucking walk into this. I didn't want to talk about. It. I, uh, it's, it's and this and this kid, I. I'm just telling the story because I fucked up. This kid's in kind of like a bubble type thing, and I don't know what to say, dude. I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? You like baseball? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's probably like six years old. He's probably like the age of our kids. And I was just like, oh, that's what's up, man. You like to hit? And she's just like, hey, uh, the mom's there, and she like grabs her. She's like, hey, uh, come here real quick. I walk over to her, and she's like, he's never left this hospital room, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, she's like, don't talk about people outside. And my teammates are like, yeah, you fucking dumbass. Yeah, they're, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Just like, right? they're like, all right, you're not going in any more rooms, dude. And I was just like, oh, man. It's like, but, yeah, but you didn't do anything wrong. No, I, I honestly wanted to talk to this kid about baseball. I, I, I like baseball, too. Like, And it's just like, yeah, man, just what, what some of these kids go through. Uh, hell, yeah. Buy them all toys, little scooters to cruise around the halls with. That shit would be so sick. Yeah, the craziest part about, and, and we got to change the subject, but the craziest part about those kids is all those stories that you hear and clips that you watch or whatever, whatever. You're talking about, like, kids that are between, like, 4 and, like, 10 or 12, just say. And what were you doing at 12 years old? What kind of head did you have on your shoulders? I never had a head on my shoulders at 12 where I could grasp the concept of not making it to 13. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you watch all these clips and these kids are, like, already at fucking peace knowing their situation you watch it, you're like, yo, how the fuck do you, how do you get that at 12? Not even how do you get that, how do you even, how are you holding it together as a 12 year old? You take a toy away from one of my fucking kids, they'll start crying. You tell this kid, yo, like, this is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy yourself, and they just eat it and take it. It's like, dude, that, that that's something for me, like, I can't even, especially after having kids and all that, like, I can't even, I can't even put myself... In that scenario, because I don't even fucking know. Oh, dude. Yeah, it, I, I think the big thing is always, like, giving them that perspective. Always trying to ground them, right? Because it's like, bro, we, we, spoil, we spoil the shit out of our kids. Yeah. I mean. And so did all those parents. Yeah. Until they got that fucking news. Yeah, hell yeah. And then what do you do? Dude. You know what I'm saying? You can't lie to the kid, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Change this fucking stuff before I start crying on the first fucking podcast. But... I know, bro. What? It's like a... What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> is there is there a movie that you watch and you just cry whenever you fucking watch? It? Yeah, <laughs> now crying, more fucking crying. Dude, La Bamba and Rudy get me every fucking. Yo, Buzz Buzzer. Yo, when, when, when he when he gets the uh, Richie Valens, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, fuck, his brother Charlie. No, is that Richie Valens' name in the movie? The, uh, the, 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 Diamond Phillips. No, that's Richie Valens. Yeah, right. But his brother. Is uh, and me and my boy, I was talking about my boy Manny, but we always say 
So his brother was like the alcoholic Mexican dude, like fuck up, you know, is it whatever. With the Harley? Yeah. Rocking the leather Fucking vest, killing shirt it. underneath, uh, uh, yeah. beating his wife and shit. And uh, he, he took, I think he was running, I think he was working, a, I, this could be fabricated for the story, but, and he was working like a garbage route or something, and somebody was throwing out um, shit for grafting, like a, uh, like a charcoal crayon set or whatever. And he started doing a, like, uh, I'm saying like Buzz Buzzer, project? the road runner, <laughs> oh, yeah. ske- making all those sketches and shit. And I'm just laughing because he's always like, oh, look at oh, you know, he's drunk. He's like, you don't like this buzz buzzer <laughs> with his fucking Mexican accent on? But, um, oh, dude. I forget. I don't know where I was going with that. But oh, yeah. that La Bamba. Yeah, oh, no, I know what I was going with that. So you could cry at La Bamba. Yeah. I could also cry watching fucking a baseball game. Like, I, it's so embarrassing <laughs> to admit this at 42 years old as a man. What, the Yankees? Anything, dude. Like. Like you played sports, I played sports, yeah. right? So I remember losing hockey games. I'm sure you remember losing baseball games, and like, I would cry. Like I'd be, fu- I don't know if it was crying like a pussy and upset that I didn't win, or crying that I didn't get to play anymore till the next season, or crying that I let somebody. I, I don't know what it was, but I'd be fucking tight and crying. Like, so I could watch. Not female sports, but I, it was I mean, like it, I think it's wanted to do better. Yeah, dude, like, I, like, yo, you know what it is too? It's it's knowing what it what it feels like to lose and knowing the achievement that you've just overcome to win. So like, I'll watch even like the Giants, not the Giants, uh, another football team or any fucking college team, anybody achieve something and a victory, and as they're all fucking going nuts, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like choking, choking back up fucking a little tears, bit. <laughs> and like my wife will look at me like. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, yo, you fuck up. Uh, yeah. They're like, yo, what are you? What I marry a fucking tranny? I'm like, but it's like, yo, do you know what it feels like to achieve that greatness, win that chip, and be on that field with your boys? Yo, it 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 gets me. So that's that extreme. But then I will also cry at like a stupid movie where like. You know, something happened. You ever see John Q? Bro, with Denzel? If, if something happens to a kid, being a father now, yeah, if something happens to a kid, it's fucking, yeah. It's... Did you ever see the movie John Q with yeah. Denzel? Dude, I love fucking Denzel. Yo, I love Denzel. Not I interrupt. Love Denzel. Did you see the, the remake of the Training Day poster where it's no. that, that shit cop that got the train ran on or it says Training Day? I'm like, who that girl, Megan, whatever? There, there, there was a chick that, like... That white that, lady like, with the blonde hair? She let the whole, like... But she her like, husband, six dudes fucking... Wasn't her husband a cop, too? I don't know. I don't know. In the same precinct, I thought. Something. But, but it's a train day. I, <laughs> like, I've been seeing all these... I've been seeing all these memes, and I'm like, yo, so do I not know what's going on? So <laughs> yesterday, I googled Megan, whatever her fucking name is, and it came up where her husband is like sticking by her side, but basically she's just a giant slut, and like like you said, just she's dude, a jump just off. other cops just fucking her. Yeah, she's a jump off. And I'm like, I I, I knew nothing about it. I just told <laughs> Train day. But uh, yeah, as far as as oh, far as Denzel, Denzel, yeah, the, the, I love Denzel. I love Denzel for multiple reasons, but he's an awesome actor for one. Oh yeah, and he is, in my opinion. One of the most level-headed and just down-to-earth, grounded dudes that somebody asked him, and this is my favorite thing. I've he doesn't play a victim at all. No, they for do what? Though? He's fucking. Yeah. Yo, he's made his way, did his thing, portrayed 
so many great people in, in acting, and also just portrayed himself as an actor. He's awesome. But one of his famous lines is, and I love it. Like, I read the New York Post. I love the Post, whatever. If you read the news, you know, you're a liberal faggot, whatever. But <laughs> a news reporter one time asked Denzel what paper he read. On the fucking red carpet, like right there. Oh, Denzel, Denzel. I, I, it might have been the fucking training thing. It could have been, whatever. And he was like, what paper do I read? And like, yeah, what paper do you read? He was like, and correct me, I give me a second if I fuck this up. He said, he said, if you, he didn't even answer her yes or no. He said, if you, if you don't read the paper, you're uninformed. But if you read the paper, you're, you're misinformed. misinformed. Yeah, I remember that. And the lady was like this, holding the mic, and she just wanted to suck someone off. And she's looking <laughs> at him. And he looks at her and does that Denzel, yeah, does that Denzel smile. I think he threw her a wink and just kept it moving. Yeah, down dude. Yo, from that day, I was like, damn, this dude's a fucking G, man. Like, he is, dude. And that's that's one of the realest statements because he didn't say what he liked. He didn't take that opportunity to make it a political fucking platform and preach whatever he was, what he felt. You know what I'm saying? His yeah. ideology. He just and that's as real as it is, right there. Like, yo, you do your own fucking diligence and and your own shit. But he's right about that. Like, I, I, I agree with that totally, man. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll never knock anybody that kind of look, look, looks deeper in, into an issue and is, is trying to figure stuff out. Like, he, see, he seems to be wise, not just, you know, not just playing pretend all day. Right. Um, exactly. You know, not like, not like Bobby like, De Niro. Yeah. Bobby fucking, fucking D. BHS. What a letdown, right? I know, man. He's like, you know, you grow up. Oh, the fan? Did you ever see the fan? With him and Wesley Snipes, no. where Wesley Snipes plays for like the San Francisco Giants. No, and what year was like, that? Dude, it was in the nineties, probably mid nineties. It was. You gotta watch it. Yeah, that. I gotta. No, yeah, I gotta you gotta watch, watch the fan. The fan was that was one of my. Watch the fan. If you didn't hear it, watch the fan. Oh yeah, Snipes and Passenger Fifty Seven. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Is Passenger Fifty Seven? That wasn't the the nine eleven one, was it? No, it was just like some. It was. What was oh, that one? United eighty something or whatever. I don't know. I don't watch. I didn't watch a, like a lot of those nine eleven ones. Then going back to the nine eleven one, right? So you were you were in the process of moving at nine eleven. Well, I I had just I had just moved to Florida, and I come home. All right, so I'm I'm in school. I'm a freshman in high school, and I'm going to I think fourth period, which was. Uh, Around 10, 9, 10? Yeah, like around 10 o'clock. I was going to uh, my English class, which is in the library, which is like by the media room. Which makes my story, not finish your story, but makes my story more fucked up. Yeah, I know it's the year difference, but he was going to fourth period, and I was just waking up from a hangover from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm walking through the hall, hall to class, and I just hear dudes running through the hall like, we're going to fucking war! We're going to fucking war! And I was just like, I wasn't paying attention. It, it was it was high school. High school was crazy. Right. So I walk in and I go to the library and remember those portable TVs that are on the rollers, yeah, 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 yeah. like the box TV. Yeah, yeah. There was four of them lined up, when each of them on a different channel. And you see the World Trade Center on fire. You see the Pentagon on fire. You see a field in like Pennsylvania on fire. The fake Pentagon on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. the field, and, the fake, the fake and, crash. And it looked like uh, it looked like Independence Day. Yeah, or something like that. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. all just that's like, Yo, what the fuck? And I was just kind of like, damn, that's fuck. I was like, dude, that's fucked up. But I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any skin in the game. I didn't have right, anybody right, right. I need to worry about. 
I go home and my parents are like distraught. And I'm just like, what's going on? They're like, your brother. I was like, oh shit. My parents were like frantically Wait, trying he, to talk was he, was, Is he alive? Yeah, he, uh, he, he was fine. But remember like the phones were all like busy, <coughs> backed up. Like, it was dead, crazy. They're dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they, they were trying to reach him for hours and hours. I think they finally got a hold of him. Uh, maybe the next day. I don't know. They were... But yeah, it, it, it was messed up because, you know, like I grew up with this guy. I mean, I didn't see him every day. He was kind of just ash in my whiskey. Oh, shit. Fuck. Drink it. I have to drink it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like I, I grew up with him every other weekend type deal um, for, for a while. And then, but yeah, but I didn't even think about him being up there. I was like, oh, shit. Where I lived in, uh, in, in Tarrytown, I lived right, like, right off the Hudson River. On a clear day, you could like kind of look down the river and see the skyline. So, I guess the night before, I guess I was out. Whatever. I, how old was I? That was two thousand and one. I was twenty-one years old. So I was out. Whatever. Came home. I guess all fucked up, sleeping. And then my mom was at work. My dad was at work. Whatever. And my mom's calling my phone, and she gets me like right away. And she's like, "Turn on the TV. Turn on the TV." I'm like. What the like, yeah, I don't have one eye, fucking. So she's like, I turn around and I see the World Trade Center. I'm like, oh shit. I remember looking out my bedroom window, like down the river, and I you could I could see it was a clear day, I could see the smoke. The smoke. And then it became like smog, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like looking further and I, I just couldn't, you know, so you're on a fucking blackout hangover, and then that you you know, you come to like real quick, and I was just I couldn't believe it. And my cousin actually my cousin lived, I think, like, just... Like a Battery Park or something? South of Houston, like, somewhere down there. and Or even further down, I think. And she had just started dating her husband now. And they they ended up, like, running, you know, with those people running frantic, whatever. They couldn't get back to the house for... But I remember that day, like, fucking pissed, right? Like, just, like, it was crazy, crazy fucking time. That shit was wild, man. I had a, uh, I remember shortly after that, I'm not sure how long after that, but I remember I was, I was chilling in my neighborhood and we went to go see my friend's mom. She was like in the, in the gym in like the little community in the apartment complex. And she goes, I remember just walking in and she goes, is that y'all's friend from y'all's school? And I see up on the TV, it's my classmate. And... This kid, bro, he was in my journalism class. He was like in my group project, and he wasn't—he wasn't like pulling his weight. I felt bad. There was, you know, I—I I, I was in a group of, of four kids. Two of them came to me like, "Yo, this kid's not pulling his weight right now." Um, they, I guess they kind of looked at me like, "Hey, can you can you ask to like can you kick him out of the group for us?" Yes. And I was just like, uh, "I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll have a talk with them." And I, I liked the kid. I was just like, "Hey, man." They're they're not happy with you know, what you're doing, and, and he he was understanding. He was like he was like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. I know I'm not doing shit. He's, 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 he's like, he's like, I know, I know. I was like, all right, cool, man. You're not mad. He's like, he's like, nah, dude, not at all. I was like, all right, dude, all right, bet. And then like you know, a couple weeks later, he fucking flew a plane into a building in Tampa. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but he was on that uh, acne medicine. He was on like on that Accutane that that oh, kids yeah, yeah. were all just yeah, like yeah, offing yeah. themselves on. Yeah. yeah. And so, because he had, he had real acne, dude, it was fucking sad as shit. But we were like, what? It was That's like a crazy. copycat 
It was like a copycat 9-11, but in Tampa. But he was he was in like a little Cessna plane. And that shit... I don't know if he actually hit the window or if he hit like in between the windows. Uh, just like the concrete frame. But I, I think he hit the Bank of America building in downtown Tampa. I don't think anybody died, luckily. I think it was like after work hours and stuff like that. get rid of my fucking mortgage while he was at it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go back, if you, if you don't mind, not to get... Well, we don't. I don't even have to say not to get because that's the whole point of, of what we want to get, right? Yeah. So, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. I mean, kind of, but oh, I am. I have watched, you know, hours of the Pentagon crash, right? So obviously, I have no. I know that people died in 9/11. I know the towers came down, but I'm in construction. Like, it looked like a simulated demolition drop. yeah it was yeah. a demolition 100% but the Pentagon and then the other fucking plane but the Pentagon you can watch like frame by frame where you just see a fireball come or you see nothing and then all of a sudden there's a monster fireball that looks like it was ignited from the, the area from of the inside. Pentagon right from in the interior and now you're telling me I'm not a fucking engineer I'm not a you know a scientist or whatever but you have how big is a plane? Not a, a hundred... single camera. Right. Forget about that. In the whole s- Washington D.C., pick this shit up. Forget about all that. Right? Where you still have the <laughs> most radar and everything. Yeah. But now you take a metal craft of they're hundred feet long, probably right. Mm-hmm. At whatever you have black box, you have engine parts, cargo, human remains, bones, the whole fucking nine. Not one stitch of human remains not one black box not one shred of metal was recovered from outside the pentagon where the plane hit right i mean there's nothing else to say right but do you remember what happened with that there was i think it was something like they they were trying to i mean balance up but they were trying to figure out where funding and, and spending was and they were short trillions of dollars, bro. Trillions of dollars. And and the the, the I think the part of the Pentagon that was like yeah, going through it had all that that conveniently right. fucking. And if you done, look at that, uh, sorry, we lost it, dude. I wish I had it on my on my phone because I would fucking hold it up and show everybody the video. But I worked underground in New York City doing tunnels and subways and trains and all that. And we've used dynamite. We've had explosions and all that. So, like, there's been times where you'll drill to a certain area and then you stop and they tell you, all right, we have, uh, you know, eight feet of co- eight, eight feet of rock left. And then on the other side of the eight feet, the other people are coming down this way, trying to make an escalator shaft and then go into this shaft and kind of keep it nice to make a, a train platform or whatever, yeah. right? So, one day, I, was, I watched an explosion. The guys coming down, they drilled all their holes and they loaded the dynamite coming down so that we all cleared out of the main cavern to go stand over here for the shot to come off right so i remember like far enough away but we had our phones out we were fucking looking at it and they're like all right you know fire in the hole and you hear it go you hit the the plunger it's like pop 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 pop. you hear all the caps and there's like three seconds of silence it's like boom so when they loaded the shot from inside technically inside the other area and it was going to be blown out this way right so as soon as you heard the cap stop in the three seconds 
you felt like a in your like a hard base in your chest, but you can Damn. see the fucking the shot get blown out and the the fireball or whatever appeared as it was coming from over there. So seeing that and any explosive, I'm not an explosive expert, but any explosive expert or loader or licensed guy knows demo dude exactly knows. If you watch that video that I I could find. You can tell that that shot was load, loaded from... It happened over there, and you saw the kind of, like, aftermath on this side. The damage is mostly on the inside, but you kind of saw... And that's exactly what the plane looked look like. Like, you have all that rocket fuel or jet fuel, all that shit. You would think it would be fucking anarchy on the outside of the Pentagon, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was just... A, it looked like a controlled explosion from the inside out. Exactly what I saw underground in New York City doing the same shit. Hell yeah. So it's just like, yo, you can't justify that shit. What, what about the Building 9 shit? What's that? I don't even know that one. So that was a building off of... So... Well, like that ghost building that all, that held, held on records all of a sudden. They were like, it's coming down! It's like down the street. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> I don't think it was even... It was like in Brooklyn, the, and they're like, oh shit! It's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in Brooklyn. But I know. It had nothing to do with it had, like the... had nothing to do with uh, that area, and it just conveniently came down, and it also had like I don't know something doing with the Federal Reserve. I don't know. I'm just I know guys that worked on the uh, on the site right when it happened, and like Ground Zero. Yeah, right there for years, and they had. Aren't you a volunteer firefighter? I was, but I was at the time I was in Florida. Oh, okay. Or I was just on my way moving to Florida, so I never did any of that. The The volunteer company that I worked for, though, they were tasked after, like, a few days. They were going down to help, and they, when they rolled up, a couple of guys that I'm good friends with just got handed, like, plastic orange cones, like the small ones. And they go, oh, what do you need us to do? And they would go, just go around, and, like, any body part you see, just put a cone by it. Oh, so gosh. some of these dudes are, like, head, hand, finger, whatever, like... These guys are like fucked up from even seeing it. Oh, Dude, that's like carnage. Like you don't, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, like yeah. marine shit, like that you see in wars, you know? Yeah. But um, some for sure PTSD coming from that. Yeah, dude. So like some of the guys that I know that were getting union money, like working, doing it, they had. They said that oh, they were like all the debris. They were kind of putting it. There was a conveyor belt set up, and it went. It was like exposed for. Don't hold me to this. It was exposed for, say, 50 feet, right? So the, mm -hmm. the shit was going on. And, and then when it hit a certain area, it was tented off. So the belt went into a tent and nobody could see it. Inside the tent was FBI, uh, other government, you know. Agencies. Big, big wigs. Yeah. And through there was probably, there was Rolexes, there was cash, there was whatever went through that belt. And everything got separated in there. What was what, and then certain certain bins, you know, of files or whatever, just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and other shit. Like, where'd all that go? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. gone. It was a big. You know, that was a. It's so crazy, in my opinion. And I don't want to ruin the fucking podcast before we start, but in my opinion, like, it's government. You know, really shit. Literally, no. just taking human life as a pawn in a chess game. And they don't give a fuck if they kill you, a father, a grandfather, a brother, a son, whatever. You were you were a casualty of war. And that was war on our home front. And our own government was part of it. 
That's it. Yeah. And 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 that's you know that's fucking insane to even think that there's people playing a giant game of Monopoly and with no regard for human life. No, not at all. And like that's a you know when when my younger sister told us that she was told me and my pops she was joining the military, we we're just like, oh, dude, because yo. I fucking, you know, I, I love soldiers, bro. Like, I mean, props I, to them, bro. Props to them. I, my brother was a captain, a uh, major in the army. I love the military. Yeah. And you know what? But you be, you want to believe that they're doing the right thing, yeah. but they're also just following orders, too. They're following orders, and they're, they, they do, you know, this military industrial complex, bro. It's just like, it's fucked up, man. And it's one of those things where it's like, I always thought to myself, I was like, all right, so if, if you sign up, it's different if you're drafted, right? But right. if, if you sign up... That doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. I'd be if, a resident of Canada. You'd be like in fucking Russia <laughs> yeah. just breaking your own fucking leg. <laughs> what a <laughs> movie is that? Uh, Platoon, right? Where the dudes like, they're knifing themselves. Like, oh, I can't go. I can't go out of it. Yo, did your dad go to Vietnam? No. My dad... My dad's what was his veteran. birthday? Uh, 1947. So he, he was in the army as like a cook. And yo, we'll save this because when he gets oh, here, yeah, we'll let him talk yo, about it. Write that down because when he gets here, he'll tell you how he was a cook in the army. But my dad was sharp. He was like a a New York City like mover and shaker, gambler, you know, hanging with the mobsters, whatever. And uh, when he used to go, like, used to get points on like if your uniform was tidy, this and that, whatever. And as soon as he was there, he figured out in town they had like a. Army Navy store and dry cleaning store, so he befriended like somebody in there, paid him. So every time he, you know, his uniform was pressed and brand new all the time, boots shot. Like my dad, like worked everything, and he ended up being a cook. But he still reaps the benefits of like being a vet Hell yeah, or whatever. Dude. But yeah, my dad was. Uh, his birthday was called, I think, like three hundred something. You know, so he didn't he didn't have to go. But you know, everybody went to school and stuff. His friends growing up, they had to go. And it was rough, but um, yeah, it's just like one of those things. But it's like, so like people that sign up now, it's like I, I feel like, I feel like they don't know because you're so young, right? You, you don't know what you're really necessarily signing up for, or getting yourself into, and then you see combat, you see action, and then I don't know, man. I I, I can't speak too much on it, but I feel I, like I feel like the the more research you do about our own government and kind right. of what's going on, back then it's, it was like, like, it's like. They're guarding opium fields and shit. Yeah, You're like, yeah, whoa, I what the like fuck is that for? Like, Vietnam, like the draft and all that was almost like like slavery, right? So you're just telling these people, no, fuck you. Like, this is what it is. Like, you got to go. I have a, I have a cousin, right? That I'm not even going to say his name. He's a, he's a police officer now. But he was in, he's older than me. He was in, um, I want to say he was in the first Desert Storm at like, uh, what, the, what was that? What was that uh, sergeant's name or whatever? He was like famous. Remember they had the playing cards, the the baseball cards. Do you remember that? No, you might be no, too young. I was, I was a little bit. I was. I, was I can't think of the name. I'll think of the name. But he went like the first. So I and I know another guy that could say the same thing. So like the first Desert Storm, right? You went over there and it was like about it, like like Vietnam shit. Because, yo, that's like you you and I fighting, and I'm like. But don't punch me in this eye because it hurts. So, like, if you're going to knock me out, like, do it on this side, right? So, like, the rules of engagement and everything just made war, like, pussy. Like, unbearable. Yeah, like, you, you, you're you over there. You don't want to be over there. But now you're fighting for your country, right? And 
now a guy is telling you, oh, but wait, you can't just shoot that guy. You're like, yo, bro, I'm out here in their area. Like, I'm going to shoot him because I'm not getting shot, you know? Yeah. So, like, he tells me, like, the first Desert Storm was, like, you know, the Wild West. Like, you go out there, you, th- you see somebody that you thought would light him up, whatever. It's like kill or be killed, right? So then they, I guess they came back or <clears throat> some came back and then they started implementing these rules of engagement. And then he ended up getting, he went back for a second tour, got wounded, was in his house. He's a Marine. So I, I believe the Marines are brainwashed anyway. So he, he comes back and as he's like recovering, he's like, I got to get back there. I got to get back there. Like, yo, dude, you did two tours. Like, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, no, I got to go. My Lieutenant pl- Dan? Yeah. Lieutenant like, Dan. like, oh, my platoon, this out, whatever. So like he went back for the second time and what he was able to do the first time on question was completely different. So then he said, like, the rules of engagement became, like, his duty was he was on a 50 cal on, like, a Humvee, and, you know, you're patrolling. If you see somebody coming, like, odds are you're not out in the middle of the desert just fucking picking grapes. You're, yeah. you're doing something bad, so you kill them, right? So it was, he told me that it became, you couldn't even fire a warning shot. You used to have to continue to engage until fired upon. And then once that happened, you could, like, put a couple shots in the ground with the 50 cal and be like, we're going to kill you. Like, keep talking about it. It was almost to the point where the rules of engagement became a hindrance. Hopefully, like a setup. hopefully let them attack you and hopefully they can't aim. And when, they, when your Humvee's getting hit with bullets, then return fire. It's like, yo, dude. And then he finally said, he was like, yo, like... I'm, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I, I want to come and, like, fight. I don't, I'm not coming to be a sitting target. And yeah. then once I get hit, my bazooka could fire back. Like, well, I'm not doing that. And then that get shit. tried. Yeah. And then and, tried and, and exactly. And then not even just, like, discharge. Jail. Jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... The whole thing is fucked up. Dude, my sister, she was talking about... Actually, I don't know if I heard from my sister, but... So, in Afghanistan, they had this shit called boy play. Where it's, like, part of their culture where they were fucking pedophiles, bro. And and American soldiers weren't allowed to, like, interfere with the Afghani culture, which was basically grown men fucking raping little boys, right? Disgusting. And and fucking, I think there was a soldier that fucking got sick of hearing it and went in. And I think he, I don't know if he killed the dude or just knocked him out and saved the kid. But he ended up getting... getting court martial. Yeah, court martial getting, getting in trouble for it. And it's just like, yeah, we're like... Yeah, you, you go over there and you have to, like, abide by certain cultural things. It's like... It's, like, if you it's look up the, fucking... It, it's fucked up. What's the definition of war, right? War is, like, a bad name. Like, war, like... War, it's it's battle. It's, it's combative. Like, war is... They're not going over there and being like, hey, let's have a peace treaty. Like, yeah. war is fucking bad. So like, if you sign up, I would never sign up. I would tell you this. If I was drafted, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If I was drafted, and well, I have kids now, I would flee. I'm not, I'm not built to go fight for someone that doesn't appreciate that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to die, or you're going to see some crazy shit. But, like, these kids, and they, they're kids. <clears throat> right out of, my brother-in-law signed up at 18, Right. Do so some right. of them are like signed up at seventeen? Yeah, those are kids. Earned. Like they don't fucking know. It's almost like how you can mold a young kid to think that like he's a tranny, right? Yeah. Like they're kids. 
So, like, you're putting these kids over there, you put them through basic in the Marines, and basic training in the Marines is, is, it's, you're brainwashing them. Yeah. These kids would, listen, I love you, I don't know that I'll jump on a fucking grenade for you, dude. Yeah. Right? These motherfuckers will be like, I'll jump on a grenade, get their fucking limbs blown off, and be happy about it, or proud about it. Like, you're training them for the, the worst of the worst, so it's like, the whole thing to me, like, if you want to say we're going to go to war, then, okay. I'm going to, it would be very simple for me if I was, like, president or whatever. You want to go to war with me? I'd push them up. It would be like, uh, what's that game? Starship or what? Battleship. Battleship. i push a bunch of, any country that wants to blow them up, blow them up, women, children, pregnant women. I don't get, babies. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like you know, Biggie Small selling crack? No. You know why, dude? You know why? Because if it's not us... If we don't do it first, they're going to do it to us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you know? But, yeah, it's some, I mean, we're hitting some fucking heavy shit, but I don't, I like it. Look, look at this. I like it. Dude, you're a savage, bro. I'm disgusting. Are we, are we, are we, you are remember when you said something about, uh, wait, remember when you said something about throwing up your first time, um, or the first time you do chewing tobacco? You ever swallow a lip? The whole pouch? No, 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 no. Oh, dude, it's like, it's an instant, it's like, one, two, three, <laughs> I wonder why, though, like, I wonder if I could eat a cigarette. Dude, I, I knew a country kid that his, uh, like, his meemaw made him chew a cigarette when he was a kid. That's to try to, like, prevent him. That's my grandmother. Oh, what, to try to, like, get him up to that? Like, no, prevent him from wanting to smoke when he, when he gets older. Oh, uh, Which he didn't work. I mean, I well, don't think he smoked, but he... Fucking packed a lipper every single fucking day. What are you saying? Are we hitting heavy shit on the, the topic dialogue? This is supposed to be number it. one. I fucking love it. <clears throat> I love it. I mean, look at our t-shirts, which will be available soon, by the way. But I have, I think I have an AR. I think you're wrapping up. Fucking I'm not. Uh, I'm not admitting to anything. What do you have in your, on your on your hand? In my arsenal? In the, no, 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 not. Not what we really have. I'm saying okay. on our t-shirts. Oh, the t-shirts. Which, you said, yeah, which will be for yeah, sale soon. Yeah, they will be. Uh, you got the AR. I have an AR. You have a fucking I, I extended back I, I, I just got the 9 with the extended clip, but the yeah. 9 with the extended clip. So we have to talk about guns and violence, right? Yeah, let's do it, man. Next up, I think, is going to be... Uh, I'm deciding between the Mossberg and the Remington. I think I'm going with the Mossberg on the, uh, on the shoddy I have side a, of things. I got a... Just for like money purposes only, I think I have a Davidson. I think it's Davidson. Oh, get out! But it's covered. I'm it's a whole. Uh, oh shit, I don't know. Man. I think it's eight. One in and eight, I think, or six, something it's like that. Good. But it's a pistol grip, and uh, it's still black wool. It's for it. Literally says home defense man. when you buy it, and it was literally the Mossberg was like four. I think this was like. Less than two hundred dollars, maybe. Oh, nice. When I bought it, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Yeah, that, yeah, that's gonna be the next one, man. It's, it's like a nice little. Do you, you like the pistol grip? I do. Yeah, I like it because I just think as I kind of want it, one that's that's also gonna double if I want to go like shoot some dove. So I've I've taken this one hunting before, right? So where I used to go hunting with my buddy Andrew, upstate New York, uh, Dutchess County, is uh, shotgun for deer and for a lot of shit. It's, it actually opens, I think it opens shotgun first, and I believe, 
I don't know if there's fucking rifle for deer there. I think it's just shotgun. So when we always went, I always brought that and my, my, uh, I have a 35 Marlin, like old school. It's like an elephant gun. It's awesome. But, um, I always brought that. So one year we were there and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just use a shotgun. I had fucking slugs loaded and, uh, we didn't see anything that day. I didn't kill anything, but, um. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna shoot it because I haven't shot it, right? It's just fun. fun. And it was just the pistol, like, so when, when the, the yeah. stock is in your in your armpit, I feel like if you're just holding the little the little thing down, it, you still get like that. But with the stock in your armpit and the pistol grip, it's like a double. The recoil is not as bad because you're you're able to fight it back with the pistol. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you you've got a pistol grip with a stock? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have like. Uh, I, I thought I thought you just had like just like the I wanna, almost I should, like the Terminator just like sawed off looking fucking. Should I get it? It's it's handy. Oh yeah, get it. I got it. All right, we're good, right? So this is yeah, we're clear. So this is the Davidson home defense gauge, twelve gauge, right? A little dusty because I haven't used it. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave it. I'll leave it open, but. So the pistol grip, and then and then you have the stock. So when you when you fire this thing, oh, you you, you have double you have sturdy. double right. You know what I'm saying? It kicks oh, hey. into your armpit, but you still have. But this thing is that's a oh, nice yeah. that's a nice piece. Yeah, I like that right there, boy. I like that. That's a nice fucking. So I've hunted with that. I fucking. You could you can even you know you could uh, you can't duck, but you actually you could. It's a twelve gauge. You could duck on. You could. I like that sight on it too, bro. It's nice. That shit is fucking hard. And you the hardest a Davidson. Davidson. Let me let me uh, let me double check. It's all right. I got. Or, I'm sorry. Stevens. 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 So, just the hardest. The hardest noise. Well, now that it's engaged, should I take it? Should I take it? Should we? Should I take a chance on the fucking podcast and blow a hole in my garage? Hell no. No. So that noise alone, right? So you want to think, like, if you're coming in someone's house, right, and then you just hear... It's a deterrent. You just hear the rack. You're like... You're like, oh. You're like, oh, shit, motherfucker's holding a gauge. This dude mm -hmm. might not even need to aim that well. He's just going to fucking spray and pray. So, let's, yeah. Let's get so out So that's that. So, but yeah, this is... I I don't know how much this cost, man. I think it was, like, low twos, high ones, and it was at Dick's. And that bad boy holds it holds eight all down right here. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. That shit's sick, dude. I like that. I like I like how it's got the pistol grip and the stuff. It's the imported stock. by Savage Arms. Ooh. Yeah. But I, I that's what I love. That's why it's like the home defense classification. Because you can just fucking you have the you have the pistol grip. And I bet if you really want to get fucking howdy doody, you can fucking change this. And just stop it here. Yeah, I love how you got the strap too. Well, no, because I told you I went hunting with it. So when I was when I was going through, you know, you fucking as you're walking to your spot or whatever. But yeah, this is uh, this just makes you feel like you want to fucking blow something up with it. Yeah. Throw this little twelve gauge action in there. Yeah. I'll leave it here for now. Yeah, I remember when um, and that and that stock. Has I remember a, a one inch cushion on the end of it. Hell. I remember when you were. Uh, when you first moved in, I had just gotten, I got a boy that was, I think he was like ex-special forces and shit. And he'll, he'll, he'll send me shit on social media all the time. And he, and he was like, uh, 
he was he sent me something about if shit hits the fan like kind of what's what will potentially play out and it's like you know criminals are gonna link up with criminals and recruit people um your, your best your, your best line of defense is gonna be like linking like, up with your neighbors like, yeah like like-minded people right yeah so if you live here like the criminals gonna because get a... you're not gonna you're not gonna link up with some prepper that lives in tennessee right right and it's not realistic but if you got homies in the neighborhood and you guys are fucking ready to hold shit down it's dope so i remember around that time that he sent me that you had moved in and you saw, and, and, and you looked like a fucking bro and i was just like yo what's up and then we we'd we'd said what's up a couple times just driving past you got a nice truck and so um i said what's up to you and like two two other dudes in the neighborhood where i'm just like yo if that just look like men where it's like yo if shit was gonna go, gonna go right, down right. i'm knocking on his door i'm knocking on his door and we're gonna where are we in. hunkering down yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna <laughs> fucking figure some shit out together you know what i mean he said, that, "Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're, like close proximity, like the, the people that you live next to, like people that live in gated communities are gonna have it a little bit easy, just for a little bit. I mean, eventually, it's gonna get mowed down. Maybe but. though, because right, like I honestly, if it not to be like Walking Dead type shit, but." I'll fucking strap up. I'll go right to the falls and take my pickings of food and, <laughs> and fucking bring it right back over here. You my, know what I'm saying? My brother-in-law, like I said, he was playing, he was playing chess, bro. When everybody else was playing chess, he was like, he's like, yo, I got a gun that fucking shoots all rounds. Yeah. So that way, if, if you're pillaging, like if 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 you're Wait, taking people's shit, that? I know uh, like the ARs could do two, two, three, and uh, five, 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 six, five, eight, oh. five, five, six. Yeah. So I have two ARs that... But that's pretty much the... They're, yeah, they're very similar. If one not of the them, same. Aren't they kind of the same? Well, only It only works one way. So if you have a 5.56 five, barrel, you can shoot 2.23. Okay. If you have a 2.23 barrel, you can't you shoot 5.56. You can't shoot 5.56. Five, five, right. Or 5.6 NATO, yeah. So like the two ARs that I have, I had them built with um, the bigger barrel to shoot both. Hell yeah. But... Yeah, I've never seen a gun that could shoot. No, his, his is a handgun, like a pistol, I think. So if you if you got fucking forty four, if you got nine, whatever you're grabbing, whatever you're taking off of somebody, so, right? Exactly. It's fucking. you're flying on the floor, taking off like you can yeah. shoot it. Yeah, that's cool. Which I'm picturing it like you ever seen those things that it's like it's just like needles, but it's dull. And you put your hand in it, and it, and it makes the you form of your, your face hand. on it. it you put a, your face on it. It was a square box. <laughs> you know, I seen a video the other day. There was a whole body one, and some dude walked in it, and, and his boys punched his dick. <laughs> I, I picture the uh, barrel kind of being like that, right? Like where where it feeds it in, not, or not the barrel, but yeah. I, I guess know. it can't be the whole barrel. It's got to be like the initial where the round chamber, goes to chamber. try to right. yeah, like it. it yeah, I don't know how it works. I, I really haven't looked into it. On a, on, a, on a different note, I actually have to get one of those because they sell them for um, like those jobs I have coming up, like doing the floors and shit. When you get around like molding and like door jams and you have to make like crazy cuts to fit it in perfectly, they they sell them now. It's the same concept. It's like a, a piece like this and you just push it against it. Oh, yeah. And, and then you get the perfect measurement. Yeah, you could scribe the, and then you take that piece and put it on a piece of wood and scribe it. Yeah. And it's the same... Then you cut with a jigsaw or whatever. It's the same fucking thing. Like I doing that floor job. I actually have to get one of those to nice, uh, to do that. But yeah, yeah. I used to uh, I used to lay laminate. That's actually I have to do. I have vinyl coming up. Two Bloody. floors. Yeah. 
you want to yeah, come, you can. Uh, dude, I'll help you out. Um, just let me know when. I will. It's gonna be like mid February. I can into the end. I can definitely make all your cuts for you. I'm, I'm pretty good on the side. Make some bucks. Make some yeah. cuts. Make some bucks. Yeah, that that's basic. Cuts and bucks. Bro, we used to go in there. I remember there was like. Is it it, the last it, bottle of wine? Uh, I can probably go get some more. Do you have more over there? Yeah, I got like a half a bottle. Now that we weren't supposed to be drinking, but... Who says? Well, I have, <laughs> I have some shit to do tomorrow morning, but... Yeah. I was actually going to try to clean, go clean for a little while. Now, I've got some whiskey. I, I can go get some Maker's Mark. Do you? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, what time is it? What are we doing here? We're, it's only 10.20. We had another hour 40. I know. What do you guys think? That, Should we uh, that first session hit the makers? Like hit, hit the makers on the podcast or what? I think so. But um, but yeah. So if we would roll into a job and there was like, let's say we, we roll into a job and they did no prep for us, it's right. like it's like we're taking some. Yeah, of course. We're, we're getting a bottle with some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. I need Put to be <laughs> Yeah. The hourly wage is not good enough. I need something for conversation. Yeah. Fuck this for off. me, just. Unload your antique fucking museum of a living room. That's like when you go behind, like if you're a trade, right? And you go behind like an electrician. Electricians are the worst. They leave shit all over the place. They're, it's no tour, like they're known. Are they just entitled? Yeah, they think they are. They're all gay. And like, <laughs> fucking, they'll literally just like, if they were installing this garage thing, they just cut the wires, leave scraps on the floor. They're like, all right, it's good. And leave. Like, yo, dude, no one's cleaning up after you. And it's kind of like the same concept scumbags <laughs> i gotta get something for what you just caused me <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're gonna pay for that you don't you didn't you didn't know you were going to but you're gonna i guess i'm gonna drink the rest of this ash disgusting it's just uh it's just burnt burnt backy it's a little whiskey with yeah i know not on the podcast dan upright piano i was like oh hell yeah you're like i don't know if i really need it but uh oh of course know, man i'll take teach piano. myself how to play fucking brian mcknight and casey and jojo just i love casey and jojo wreck shit i remember being <laughs> yo i remember being like 16 17 i think when casey and jojo that album with the the white they were wearing White on the cover was like white and gold. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to get out of the shower. I had this fucking boom box. That like album this was so black fucking cool. radio. And I, I remember, I remember it. it was in my room. And I used to play it all the time as I was getting dressed to go out singing, like so gay. Couldn't yeah. sing a lick. Bro, well, Casey oh, yeah. and JoJo, Keith Sweat. Keith uh, Sweat is my man. R. Kelly, tp2.com. Yeah, but R. Kelly's gay. I know he's he's a he's a he's a fucking. Say what you want about R. Kelly. Yeah, dude, he's. But no, that's like Michael Jackson. His shit is fucking. Yeah, his shit's nice, dude. He's like a. It's like so, like Phil Spector, right? The the. uh, Oh yeah. The wall of music Mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And of course, Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson, but now like, who's the director that was like, married his fucking daughter, like his stepdaughter or something like that? Woody Allen. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Woody Allen's a fucking... <clears throat> Bro, like, Elvis Presley, Steven Tyler, um, you, you name it, back then, they were all fucking getting the younger chicks, bro. Like, they're, like too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was fucking... It was, and it, was, it was before the whole Me Too, the whole Me Too movement. Yeah, about 60 years before that. Yeah. But even R. Kelly, you know, he used to... Do you watch that shit on his thing? They used to, like, patrol the high school. Yeah, he used to hang out like at the McDonald's house. Yeah, like, hey, what a fucking dirtbag, dude. And yo, I used to love R. Kelly. Love R. Kelly, you know? Yeah, man. His, I don't his... see nothing wrong. Instead of bumping the ground, it should be, I don't see nothing wrong with a little pedophilia, but, you know. Yeah, man. It is what it is, you know? But yo, his fucking, yeah, his albums are. What is his story right now? Is he in jail for life? I th- he, he's fighting. S- I don't know. I, I think he got a lot of time. A lot of as, as he should. Yeah. Throw the book at all these fucking pedophiles, dude. You know what? Throw the book at fucking people that are even supporting that <clears throat> shit. That's what I say. You know what I mean? You got a lot of... You got a lot of shit. Now. It, it's to the point right now, especially when you got, like, people you know that are liberals. It's like... It's to the point now it's like, oh, you're admitting that in public? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, like... You shouldn't admit that in public. Right. That means... And also the whole reform thing, like, you're not going to go to jail and get reformed, like, even not, to, like, the movie Blow, like, Johnny Depp went in for selling weed and came out pushing coke. Yeah. Like, you're not going to jail and learning to be a good person. Yeah. Oh, just because you become a fucking Muslim or found God, you're lying. You're only doing that to get out. The second you get out, you're going to very, what do you know when you get out? Nothing. You don't yeah. know how to hold a job. You know nothing. So you're going to, you're institutionalized. Yeah, you're going to go right back to the fucking streets. Nobody, the the jail system in our country, there's no rehabilitation. It's all bullshit. And it's even stemming back to like my one of my favorite movies ever, Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman, love them, love them. But when he at the end, after what six times, five times being denied on the uh, parole. parole, he's like, he's like, uh, where's rehabilitation, rehabilitation, son? He's like. Go ahead and stamp your little fucking book because you need a job, and and that's that. And they end up let him go. But he's right. There's no you're not getting. It's it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean that that whole private prison thing. That's uh you know that, that, that that's an issue where people are profiting off of certain things. Now I think that I think people that are committing crimes like bro, there needs to be law and order. I mean that, that's obvious. Just like you need borders, you need. There, there has to be something that's keeping you somewhat not being a coach. No, John he's a savage. Parameters, you gotta have parameters. You gotta have no them. parameters. You do, it, it's a free for all. Yeah. And like, even at the end of the God, the the Gotti movie with uh, Amada Sante, who I love playing, like John John Travolta playing. That was Gatti, a good one. What was, what was that on? That was back in like ninety four, right. five, or six, or whatever. Right. That was like on. Um... I don't know what it was on, but... Oh, well, you can watch on YouTube right now, I think. What, the Amada Sante? Yeah, the, 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 the Gotti movie with, with, with him. The best... That was the best Gotti movie. The best... The Travolta Gotti movie is a fucking joke. I they never saw money. it. You shouldn't. Yeah. It's a joke. But, like, at the end of the movie, when Gotti's combing his hair <clears throat> in the mirror of the jail cell, which looks like a piece of aluminum foil, he's like, he's like, what do you got? He's like, you got no law, you got no water... He's like, twenty years from now, or whatever the whatever he says, twenty years, a hundred years from now, you're gonna look back, and you're gonna wish that there was a John Gotti, because 
when that motherfucker was around, you go to Little Italy, you go down those areas, there was nobody was getting out of line. Because, you know, if you acted a fool, you were getting dealt with. Yeah. He used to put on firework shows. Listen, all the people that he fucking killed, you know what? They were fucking scumbags anyway. They were they were criminals. It was, he was he was policing his own shit. They never killed innocent people. Yeah. They killed people that were fucking in the involved life. that life. In the life. It's the same with drug dealers. Like you, you, drug dealers, you're not killing guys like us. Yeah. You're killing competitors, right? Yeah. But if you're a competitive drug dealer, then you're a drug dealer. Yeah. That's your life. You chose that. When that dude was alive, it was there. As soon as he died or got incarcerated. Different story, in my I, opinion. I, I heard this crazy shit about the cartels. Like the cartels? How, yeah, how like the Sinaloa cartel, <clears throat> right? Like El Chapo. Yeah. Like he was like, he was almost like a politician, right? He would move into a town and he would fucking take care of everybody. And he wanted to be good. Like he wanted everybody to be on his side, be cool. Right. You know what I mean? Now they got this new generation. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's called something new generation. And they're, they want to be feared. Where it's, it's like the the trafficking drugs and the dealing drugs, that's just like a little side thing. They want power. And so what they'll do is they'll go into a village and they'll shoot it the fuck up. So and they'll so be bad. like, yo, we're going to figure it. But one thing that I, that I learned that I didn't know this, but back in the early 2000s, I guess the Sinaloa cartel came into America and was fucking wiping out gangsters. Like American... Americans that were like, you know, right. in the drug trade, they were knocking them all off and fucking taking their, taking their shit. Well, and, yeah, and, it's and, so and, easy and, for them to get their, their workers in because there's no border. Right. You just, I'll kill all the existing guys in this business and I'll bring my own people right across the border. We'll just walk right over. And they were growing shit in the national parks. Like, they're just like, it's just wild, bro. Some wild shit. But it's fascinating, though. When, when you're like, damn, these... These people are like growing an empire and, and the moves they're making. And, and this guy, I can't remember what I was watching it on, but he was talking about like there's a complete different style uh, of how to handle it, right? Like you got El Chapo style and now you got this new, these new people that are coming up right now, they're they're way more ruthless and they're just, they're, they're just. Yeah, but see, that's right no, like, like, that's no class in my opinion. Like, like. It's, how long does that last? Yeah, exactly. So like you knew like. They're not. Pl- Remember, it's not a long game. you can you can go back to videotapes of John Gotti when he got arrested, and literally everybody in Howard Beach was like, "What are you doing? Let him fucking go. He's a hero over here." Teflon like, job, baby. He fucking like shitting where you eat. So those guys are shitting where they eat. Whereas Gotti, where he ate, was like, "I'm gonna big this up. Yeah, make it nice. These people are gonna love me. I'll give them whatever they want. I'm gonna run my fucking business. Yeah. And if push comes to shove, like." You're always going to find somebody, like, if you're a ruthless, like, say you own Boca and you just fucking shut it down. Someone gets me, you're like, yeah, fuck Danny, right? If it was Gotti, they'd be like, leave him the fuck alone. Like, he does right by us. So it's like, why would you want to be that ruthless thing that you know is going to come to an end? Or you can make everybody happy, still you do your business, and live in, like, a nice, peaceful area. Like, Howard Beach back then, you couldn't fucking, nothing could go on. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was like living in fucking Mr. Rogers' fucking neighborhood. Pleasantville shit? Exactly. Hey, dude, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's pause this. <laughs> I used to go to the spots. I used to go to the worst of the worst spots in the cities, the five boroughs, and cop drugs and leave. 
And that's when, like I said, that's when there were spots. Like you would walk in the bodegas and be like, well, yeah, I, wish, I wish I grew, when, when I was, when I, I started, I started late, man. I started smoking when I was 18. Um, but it was, yeah, it was dealing with fucking lazy drug dealers always, bro. It was never like an actual spot. Where we, where we lived. <laughs> it was always like, all right, who's going to go to who to pick up? And it right. was always just like, it was always just a power trip. Like, yo, fucking come eat me. No, come eat me. It's like, oh, fuck that. But I had a I had a very short lived drug dealing career where I had uh, so I had lived in Tampa. That's where I kind of came up, and then my boy was from Orlando, and he was like, he was like, "Yo, what'd you get that for?" Because I used to just I was nickel and dime, and I was just buying like dime bags uh-huh. and or dump sacks, and he was like, "Yo, where'd you get that from?" I was like, "Yo, I got that from fucking homeboy over here." He's like, "Well, that's only like one point five grams." I was like. Yeah, that's what it goes for here in Tampa. He's like, oh, dude. He's like, in Orlando, it's three grams. Three grams minimum for a dime sack. I said, for real? For just regs, mids? He's like, yeah, mids. I was like, hell yeah. All right. I was like, so I'm thinking about the fucking, like, the business sense. Right, right. It's just like. You can double up. Yo, you you got, like, you got to connect? You got to plug? And he's like, yeah, what do you want? I was like, let me get, uh. I started small, bro. I think it was just like fucking ounce or something. Just like enough to keep you high all day and still and, and for, free, free. for free. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And, and exactly. I, I broke even and I was just like, it wasn't even worth it. I never even re-upped. I was like, it was like I, I sold to some of my friends and fucking that was it, dude. I didn't even, yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to take risks like that. I used to like not even, not, not like, where we where we grew up like so close to the city like that like like I said we were literally ten minutes from Yonkers where the locks and everybody was doing their thing fifteen minutes from the Bronx you know we used to go all over the place and it was just spots like you knew if you had ten bucks you could go drive over here and get uh, this bag of chocolate or or whatever and it was just it was just like a a, a fucking thing. There was so many. There was a place on um, Gun Hill Road in uh, in the Bronx by um, I think it was Jerome and and uh, Gun Hill. Could be wrong. Right by Fordham Fordham uh, College, and there was a McDonald's That's right there. Fordham University. Oh yeah, that's a good school. And um, we used to pull into the McDonald's and then literally walk you know seventy five feet across Gun Hill into this. There it was a a video store. Um, a movie store, CD, uh, DVDs, whatever, that the bulletproof glass, and you walk in and just be like, yo, let me get blah, blah, blah. Like that, and right out. One day, I remember being in the McDonald's, went in across Gun Hill, and uh, he was with these two older cats. That It was just him. I wasn't there. It was him. And these two older, there was a couple years older than us that we always thought were like, about it, and like big time dudes. Not big time dudes, but like, like fighters, and like looked up because yeah. they were older, right? Yeah. So Brett walks Fun in, dudes. and then Brett's coming back to his car, and this dude walks out of the uh, the garbage dump where the garbage was. And was like, "Hey, what's up?" It's like, "Ah, oh, nothing," and got in his car, and, and they just cuffed him. It was a cop. So as the they had heat on the spot, so when Brett got out to go cop, the two older dudes that we thought were like cool as fuck, cops pressed them, and they were like, "Oh, it's over there," blah 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 blah. 
So when he was walking back from the spot with like 10 dime bags on him for all of us waiting to get our weed to smoke, they had already... So back then it was like, it wasn't like a... It was a big thing, depending, but they just made him literally dump out the bags right in front of him, dumped it on the floor, made take his own foot and grind it into the pavement. And like, yo, don't ever let us see you here again. And he just got in the car and bounced. Damn. But it was like, you know, shit like that. Like little things. Like, you know, you know it was just, I appreciate so much growing up that way because I feel like I learned so much about like street savvy and yeah. how you can get jammed up real easy. Yeah. And just, you know, it was, it was, I wouldn't trade it for the world. My pop said that's how it was back in the day with like drinking and driving. It was like, yeah, driving you, know, home. you, you drive to the beach with fucking booze and the, uh, that. sure. And I'll do the, uh, the, the Schmidt. Yeah, but I gotta get a little club soda for this bad yeah. boy. But yeah, my, what, uh, what is the call over here? Scam, dude. Gotta call her. Skimpy makes scams. Can you text her, please, and tell her what time is it? She wants me home by midnight. Oh, so you have 40 minutes. She also probably has this much makers. She's got a good amount. Oh, she does have a good amount? Tell She's her to decent. trade her trade her makers for a full bottle tomorrow. If she brings if she lets us get it right now. I'll move that right now. That's a good deal. Let's do it. Pause this. Pause it. And if he comes back with no makers, I'm then you're gonna know bitch. who runs the shit over there. Oh, we already know. So you like that. You like vodka, huh? I love it. Tito's. It is good. Tito's handmade vodka. I, do you ever hear the commercial? No. I wish I had the head that I could wear like this hat. Like I want to wrap this hat so everybody knows. But then I have so many other hats that I want to wear forwards. But my head is just elongated and immense that I can't fucking wear it. But I have like the yeah, dare yeah. hat. I know. But I want to fuck up the brim. You're not going to fuck. I think it looks better if the brim is just a little bit. You know, no, I was never a, you know, just, just a little bit. Tired. I never, I never, I'm never a, the, the, that's like Dominican shit. It is. I'm not a flat brim kind of guy. Yeah. So I swear to God. So I lived down here, uh, 20 years ago. I used to have this LA Dodgers hat, the Royal Blue one. Right. So that's my, that's my team. When I moved back, right. I was just like riding in 95 like this. Right. So I had the hat on, but I always had the, the, I, Always had the flip brim. Oh yeah, fitted. Like the surfer flip. So this was, I swear to God, I feel like twenty years ago. I don't want to. I don't want to do this to the cast immediately, but I swear I was the first one to do it. Yeah. One of the first, because nobody ever did it. And the then Fresh Prince did it. Oh, all right, all right. With a bicycle, <laughs> in a fucking bicycle hat. <laughs> he thought he was fucking Italian. <laughs> I'm saying I, I used to always rock fitteds like that because my head. I used to like to wear them forwards because I wanted you to see the thing, but my head it just didn't work, right? So yeah. I used to do that. But I have like the Ripper Magoo hat I wanted to wear tonight that would just match the the America's full Donald. Dude, that shit's fucking. And wrong. I have this hat. I have the Dare hat to keep kids off drugs. I have the. Yo, on the West Coast, we had great on top of Dare. What's that? Gang resistance education and training. You had to learn my gangs when I was growing up, which I makes sense. That. I every, everywhere had them out there. Oh, I'm sorry. For the record, this is not straight Tito's. It was a little Tito's that I mixed with club soda. I want everybody to think that I'm just a derelict. Just we were trying to get the sponsor. So I, I know, but I mean, listen, Tito's <laughs> crafted. I wish I knew how he said. It. He's like Tito's handmade vodka crafted from wherever. 
I do love Tito's. Cash. Yo, listen, Mr. Tito, if you're listening, believe me, you owe me a little sponsorship. But uh, I don't. I can't. I can't go out. Did you ever take that. Spanish class? I did. That was my Spanish name in Spanish class. Tito. Tito, baby. I so I took Spanish. I never had a name. Why'd you have a name? Uh, everybody had to pick their own Spanish name. So you picked Tito. Yeah, I picked Tito. So you were probably before. I would have been Danielle. That's I would, good. I would have had. Wait, what year was that? Because this was established in 1997. So when did you oh, pick Tito? That was pre-97. I had... Uh, Yo, you owe this motherfucker some... You owe recognition on royalties, Tito. Royalties, baby. Let's go. Tito. And I remember there was a girl in my Spanish class, bro. I was at I was at Walmart. And, you know, my dad used to work at Walmart in the deli. I used to I used to go there and play my video games in high school. Why, they had video games? Well, they had, they had the, the free video games that you could, like, test out. And oh, so I used to sit there like I, in the store. Like, the Nintendo, Nintendo, right, right, right. Yeah, like, I didn't have a system. I, do I they do to, that anymore? They don't even do that, right? I don't know. They have, like, laptops that is, like, you can't you, even... You get nauseous, though. If you're, like, sitting there looking up for too long mm -hmm. playing video games, you start getting sick. But anyways, I'm in, like, the CD section back when fucking CDs were a thing. So we're old, obviously. And, yeah. And I could have sworn my sister was next to me, and I pick up this Seal CD, and I start singing Kiss, Kiss by, by Rose. Rose. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going all out. I'm singing Sorry, Kiss by Rose. On, before I lose it, how ugly is Seal? He's a good looking dude. Get the fuck out of here. If, you, if you take away the, the dude, stars. Okay, okay, so if you take away my face, I'm a good looking dude. Hey, dude. I'm just saying, bro. I, I don't think he's a bad looking dude if, if, he, if he wasn't... And who was his who was his chick? So anyway, so I'm I think it's my sister, and I'm I'm going off, and it's a girl. It's like an older girl. She was like a senior when I was a freshman. Or like Did you get her number senior. after you were spilling the beans? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into it. You had to. I wasn't. But anyways, I'm I'm singing to her, and she goes, "Oh Tito, you're so funny." Oh. And I was just like, <laughs> "Record stop." And I was Spanish just like, class. Holy shit. Oh, oh god. my god. It was it was like one of the most embarrassing. There's so many there's life. so many different scenarios that like if I was like uh Scorsese and you were giving me that little thing to run with, I feel like I could I had like four different endings. Wait, that was gonna end yeah, and, and you were that was not one of them. It wasn't but like, I feel like a Julia from that Spanish was the, class. That was the best one I think. Right? Yeah, she was just I like, feel like that was a great she's like, Tito, and you're so That's funny. Great. And I was just like, I played it off. That's like, like you showing your comedic. I was like, I was like, hey, what's up, Julia? How you doing? And then you run like, out of the story. Like, oh my god! And That's I see like, my sister. I was like, yo, where the fuck were I? I thought you were right next yeah, to me. That's like your comedic role. Though. Like I, I always say, like what I love about com good comedians is like five minutes into their set, once they get through all their their shit, they 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 have the callbacks, so, right? And then whatever they start with, it could be Tito in Spanish class. And then they go through a 30-minute bit. And then right before they're like, Kevin Hart, thank you, good night. They end with touching back to Tito in Spanish class. So that was, that was kind of good. I, I mean, I could see so many other different scenarios. <laughs> what was Seals, what's the, the, the model, the blonde chick? What's her... Uh, Heidi Klum? Heidi Klum. That's his wife, right? Or was his wife? Yeah, it was his wife. Does anybody know what, what happened to... It looks like uh, what his cheek looks like is like what Brad Pitt did to Ed Norton in Fight Club with the muriatic acid. Yeah. Remember? No one talks about Fight Club and it looked like he had a big vagina scar on his fucking... 
hand. Remember that? It looks like yeah. It looks, it looks like, like a vagina. It, like it, all. It looks like a, it definitely looks like some sort of traumatic burn scar. Or on seal or on seal? Yeah. What was the when was the Michael Keaton? Michael. The Michael Keaton was probably ninety or eighty nine. Keaton. I think I was gonna say 88, 89. Michael Keaton, Batman. I was gonna say 88, 89. That shit was bomb too. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Yo, back then it used to take forever, right? So not to get on. You would watch a movie and then like you would have to wait like what a year before it came out. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, there was no. There was VHS, I think, but there was like no. The internet, dude. The internet fucked everything. I swear to God, the internet fucked everything. It did. You go in the movie store was fucking dope. Yeah, and like you had Blockbuster Video, you had like Tower Records. There was no fucking like if you were an artist, you had to drop your thing, and everybody had to wait to get it. It was like. Part like the thrill of the hunt, you know it what was, I mean? It was like it something, was. but um, you had to actually go out and get a physical copy of something. And sometimes it wouldn't be there, bro. Right. Like if, if something dropped, beat, right? You if something dropped, sometimes you get beat. And sometimes right. you got to be like, hey, can you check the incoming, yep. the returns real quick? And you're like, wait, the Tower Records in three towns over has it. All right, I'll see you later. And you're like, dip over, like <laughs> it's like a big thing. I'll be now back. it's like the internet is. It's just uh so crazy not to sound like a dinosaur but honestly sometimes i know like guys like you know steve jobs uh bill gates all these guys i feel like you the the internet and social media for definitely social media but the internet and everything did the world and our kids a disservice by coming to light like i always constantly see these posts on facebook like I grew up in, it's it's generic. I grew up in such and such town. I used to leave my house in the morning, play baseball, ride bikes, do this, do that, no helmet, no phone, no nothing, uh, play over here, play over there, run over there, street lights come on, blah, 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 and then I knew I had to go home for dinner, and that was it. Yeah. You just have to memorize the phone numbers. Like, I, I still know, like, five of my boys' phone numbers. Like, these kids pay phones and all that. Like, we used to get, again, going back to the drugs in the city we used to call them fat phones so like there was pay phones in manhattan that you could pull up in your car and the pay phone was on the the driver's side whereas normally there was always on the other side and you would just pull up and create the phone and make call collect the fat phone because you never had to get out of the car you know what i'm saying you know you still have to put a quarter in but you never had to get out of the car to grab the receiver uh, and call the guy it was a fat phone so you could be fat lazy in the driver's seat and call there's no pay phones anymore no we, to, we used to go to the park and we would do that Remember, like, it's Bob at a baby eats a boy. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Remember that commercial? We used to do that same shit all the time. We used to call collect, and we would just be like, "Hey, it's Danny. I'm at the park. Pick me up." And we just leave that as a message. And it's like, "Do you want to? Do you want to receive a call from? Hey, it's Danny. I'm at the park. Yeah. Pick me up. Hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And they hang up, and then your parents would come get you, dude. And you know, you never, you never wanted to accept those calls because the phone company at the time used to charge you for accepting it, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, 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 man. That shit was fucking. It was, but, but yeah, going going to the video store with your family, pick up some popcorn, maybe get some Reese's, like that. That whole that whole situation was fun, man. So, dude, when I so I used to come down to Florida. Damn, you got some yeah. rocks for the kid. Every year for um, uh, winter break or Easter break or whatever, right? So Where would you stay? Did you have family down here? Or? So my grandfather used to, my mom's dad used to have a 
house or condo on a commercial and federal cross fox right so we used to always go there Lauderdale by the sea baby. yes sir so, so we used to always come so it was just like a it was a thing right so like we were little kids and I, I remember always driving it was a whole thing like we used to get sandwiches we said we had this black station wagon they have little spotters back then no no <laughs> and they didn't have the pub sub back then <laughs> so we used to come and we my parents would put the back seats down me and my sister would have our sleeping bags We'd be laying in the whole back car, totally against the wall nowadays. Oh, yeah. But we would drive, right, little kids. And uh, I remember it was always a two-week thing, so it was always for um, for Easter. So the development would do, like, an Easter egg hunt. It was always just, like, big to do. I knew what it was going to be every year. And we used to go to the beach every morning. My mother, we'd wake up. First thing we would do when we would get here, my dad would go to sleep because he just drove for fucking 20 yeah. hours. Right? And then my mom, me, and my sister would go to Publix. And they used to have the cardboard uh, individual boxes of cereal with perforated edges on this thing. So, like, you could cut the box and open through the paper and just add milk to the box and eat it like that. Mm -hmm. It was a big thing. My mom used to get, like, Apple Jacks. It was whatever. So, we always had those little boxes of cereal. And then we would get, uh, you know, our basic groceries. And then it would, we would do Denny's breakfast sometimes. And back then, they used to have the stopwatch. Once they took your order... I always remember this. They would, they would be like, okay, that's it? Like, yeah. And then she would be like, I, I forget the minutes. Five, six, three, whatever. Get in the fucking Grand Slam. Put it on, yeah, I love the Grand Slam. Put it on the table, and they would like, and I'd sit there and watch that shit. If it wasn't out at the table, it was free. So I'd be sitting there and never got a free breakfast. It was always out. But we used to go to the beach, then to, you know, we'd rinse off a little bit, but then to get the sand off, we'd go back to the pool and rinse off. And then we always had the, uh, Blockbuster was like, so we were on the north side of commercial, east of federal. Blockbuster was on the south side of commercial, east of federal. Like, right on the corner. So, it was always like a big thing. We would go there and fucking, my mom would be like, alright, what movies do you want? Let's get one for tonight, one for tomorrow. We would get the little fucking popcorn or, oh, yeah, or goobers yeah. or The one for tonight, one for tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, or two for tonight. Right. One for tomorrow. And then we used to have this, this stupid card and it was always to the address, 5300. And it was just like a, it was like a thing, right? And then, and I feel like that was like, like family time almost, yeah. right? It was like something like I, so put it this way, I'm 42 now and I remember that like it was yesterday. So now all these kids, remember like, oh, the curtain off crime. section? You're just like, yeah, yeah, oh, I know that. I know that really well. Is that a nipple? Is that a nipple? A fucking nip. But it's like, yo, like, so that was like, I, like I said, I'm 42 and I remember that like it was yesterday, right? My kids always like, put on YouTube, put on Prime, put on this, put on Netflix. It's like, oh yeah, dude. you fucking destroyed everything. Yeah, it's different now. You literally took like family and and like bonding and moments out, and it's just all internet. It's all money. It's all big business. It's all it is. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's sad, man. It is, man. When there was a new release, it just came to me. So Blockbuster used to have like a the new ride. like a four by whatever. So it would be a new release, and it would literally be the same. Say it was uh, Batman. It would be the same cover, but it would be one movie here, one movie here, one movie. Here. So say you could do five in a row, and it would literally be five all the way to the bottom. If you got there, and there was no movie behind it to actually grab and go rent, you were just beat. Like you couldn't watch the movie. Yeah. And now it's just I don't know. 
But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, because there, 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 there was that chance that you weren't going to get it. Yeah, the guy had to be there. It's like, yo, check the return, man. Yeah. Yeah. Check the return, yeah. Bin, yo. Did anybody return this fucking movie? Those poor, those poor people that had to check the return bins for people. Yeah, but yo, that it's was... It's easy, part, but... That was part of business. Like, that yeah. was their job. It was just everybody... It was just simpler fucking times. Yeah, man. But no, so my earliest memories of my dad was... Because my dad had a bread route when I was a kid. Nice. And so he had this box truck. It was like a UPS truck, right? It didn't have doors. Right. And I wake, we'd wake up at 3, 4 in the morning, dark yeah. out. It'd just be me and my dad. Go get the hot bread. We go pick up the bread from the bakery. And we start making our drops. Carl's Jr. Um, there was this old school deli that used to have the little table jukeboxes. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like called Suzy Q's. And we just hit all these spots all throughout San Diego. And like, yo, those are some of the best memories. And, and those are my, my earliest memories. And I'm just sitting there. We, Me and my dad, we watch 18 all the time as a yeah. kid. So I'm always like the original with crazy Murdoch, Murdoch yeah, yeah, and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannibal and Face, and I used to Mr. Just, T, Mr. T, B. A. Baracus, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there fucking pretending to shoot fools. Like, oh dude, it was the best. And then, um, yeah, it was just like you. My dad was cool as shit. Like everybody, fucking, he would he would hit his spots on his route, and everybody would just be like, oh, handsome Hanks here, handsome Hanks. My dad, like. Larger than life personality, just crazy, super funny, and um, man, dude, that that shit was the best, dude. That's a good story, dude. It was, man. I like it that. was like, um, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's what it's about, right? That's there. what it's about. And so you you try to like, being a parent now, you try to replicate certain things. It's like, I don't want to do everything, my dad. My growing up, with my dad was really tough. It, it was not easy. We were we were not. But do you see what you just said? Like so. Regardless of if your dad used to beat the shit out of you and try to teach you how to be a man, whatever. But you see what you just said? Like, you remember that. But once I turned 18, he was my best friend. And he would, like, and he didn't cross the line. You know the old saying, like, uh, like you tell your kids, like, anything you thought of, like, I've already done. Been there, done that type Like, you're not going to fool me, man. Unless there's, like, some new drug that comes out or whatever, like... Your ideology, you're not gonna fool me. Like I, I, I'm, I'm smart. I'll always be yeah, smart. You're gonna rewrite the fucking book on shit. But you know, you know what I, I do like, like the old school, like parenting and like, like I said, the classic line is like, if I knew then what I knew now, or if I only listened to my dad. Like I guarantee you, you know, God rest his soul. If you could ask him, I guarantee you, your father would say the same thing. Like if you say, Dad. What, what, you know, what would you do? And your dad would say, if I only listen to my dad, yeah. right? So, like, my dad, my grandfather said, like, if I say to my dad, you know, and my dad would say, if I only listen to my dad, or my mom, or, you know, your your parents, right? Yeah. So, you don't listen. Nobody listens. Everybody thinks, you know, you're invincible, this, that. But it's some girl that I went to uh, grade school with, I fucking love. The other, she just posted something the other day, and she was like, She's like sober and she's like, oh, X amount of years sober. She's like, if I knew then what I knew now. And that's like the, I feel like that's like the classic line that everybody says. Like, can you imagine if you were, not only if you knew, but if you just had the, like the, the wherewithal and just like the power to just be like, well, all your boys are getting fucked up, having a great time. And you're like, yeah, that looks fun right now. But you know, holler at me in 10 years when I'm lamping and you're fucking, Still chasing twenty year olds. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah. But it's just, yeah. that's what it is, man. It's just, uh, like, one of the, I, I love this line, and I think it's from, it's from the, uh, you ever see Wall Street with Charlie Sheen and, um, was it a Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen, his dad. Mm-hmm. It was oh, Charlie Sheen. Douglas. Well, that was the second one. The second one? Was Michael Douglas in the first one? I don't know. Shit, was he? I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to Google that just for the sake of the story, but. In the second Wall Street, it's when they're um, right after the bailout, when all the banks are like, oh, we need 80 trillion or whatever it was. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeau, whatever the fuck. Oh, the newer one. He was one of the kids, and he started dating Michael Douglas's, is Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas's daughter. And Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen's father was in the second one. He was working on an airline and Charlie Sheen exploited it, whatever. But in the second one, um, Michael Douglas says he was, uh, what the fuck was his name? I can't, I, I'm, gonna, I, uh, I'm having a, I'm having a whiskey uh, fart. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko. So, all right, so um, when... In the second one, so Shia LaBeouf is dating Gecko's daughter after he got out of jail for all this insider trading and all this other shit. So one of the quotes is, and I, God, I should probably fucking Google that too because it's been my status on Facebook all times, but one of the quotes they ask him, they uh, ask Michael Douglas, what's the best commodity, right? Where everybody would be like, oh, gold, this, or whatever. And Michael Douglas says, time. And they're like all like back and he was like, time is the greatest commodity. He's, you know what? Sorry. I can't fuck this up because it is such a, it is such a. Prolific quote. Yo, it's, it's sick. Uh, I, I quoted it on my uh, Facebook a few times. The most valuable commodity is time. You can't put a price on time, and you can't put a price on life. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. He said something along these lines, and I tweaked it a little bit for my Facebook status, but this is what it was. The most valuable commodity is time. You can't put a price on time, and you can't put a price on life. So live your life to the fullest, because you never know when you're going to run out of time. Yeah, that's dope. 